And hello. Why, hello. Hi, hi there, you oh, hi. handsome. I'm just sitting here beautiful, sipping whiskey. Gorgeous people. Oh, are you trying to get in their pants I right do, now? You know, I'm doing a thing. Oh, okay. Do you <laughs> carry on? Do your thing? No, that Pretend was Pretend like your girlfriend isn't here. <laughs> like, oh, hi, you over there. How you doing? It's, so it's confusing because you're looking at me. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> this wasn't planned. Okay. I didn't mean to attempt. I, I apologize to all the people who are now thoroughly seduced out yeah. there. I didn't I didn't know what I was doing. I have these None powers. None of them are wearing pants anymore, David. It's very <laughs> embarrassing for some of them. A couple were driving. <laughs> Someone was cleaning their house, and now they just have no pants on for no reason. Yeah. Though, let me suggest, just don't ever have pants on when you're cleaning your house. Yeah. Don't ever have pants on when you're home. That's a good suggestion, yeah. I think. That's it. That's the podcast. As I sit here, That's these, all it is. these darn blue jeans I just know. dragging me down. I have pants on tonight. Yeah. Normally, when we do this, I am wearing clothes. Right. Let's be clear. A very long T-shirt. A very long <laughs> T-shirt or some kind of sleep dress. Yeah. Which were formerly regular dresses that I sleep in. Yes. <laughs> in case you didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they make like oh, nightgowns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't right. wear those. I wear things that are supposed to be regular dresses, but they're just cotton, stretchy dresses. Yeah. And now I sleep in them. And also they have stains on them. So <laughs> I just wear them only to sleep and to eat like a garbage person. Ah. Not yeah. like a person who gathers garbage, garbage for a job, it. but oh. like a person oh. who is garbage. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you know, garbage <clears throat> persons probably, you know, they eat like I do. They have like a, you know, yeah. a lunch, a normal person lunch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're people too. Yeah. Um, I was sipping on this uh, Templeton rye. Yeah. The good stuff. The good that is stuff. A, Mr. Brady's. Yeah. So thanks for that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy uh, probably several bottles of this because it is just it is, that it's good. good. I like a good rye whiskey. Yeah. I gotta say, it's it's my favorite. I didn't um, really realize what one was until I had that. I don't think I knew what rye whiskey tasted mm, like. I did. Yeah. Because I, I like the minty flavor. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that drink that I made up, the Drunken Double Bubble. Yes. And... In order for it to work, you need a whiskey that has a decent rye content. Yeah. So it could be a rye whiskey or it could be a bourbon that just has rye in it. Right. But it needs enough to have like a minty or cinnamony taste. Yeah, I can see that. Because oh, no. all of the ingredients together make it taste like bubble gum, but the mint is a big part of that. Yeah, so. right. Um, oh, no. It's a boba. There's a, there's a whining puffo. <laughs> But the that flavor is like the best, and it just gives it the rye gives it like a nice, smooth, sweet, yeah, kind of flavor without being overwhelming or too much. Yeah, it's no, a good, it's, that's a good sipping whiskey. It's I like that. highly drinkable stuff. And uh, according to the bottle, if you believe the legend, a favorite of Al Capone during the time of Prohibition, a whole town yeah. banded together to to break the law and continue to produce this stuff. Um, That's what I'm talking about. Legend has it, it even made its way into his cell at Alcatraz, is what it says. Hmm. I don't know. That's kind of interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah. They call it good stuff for a good reason. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like it. 
Um, so I learned something this week. What's that? Is that beer people are the best people? Now that we just got done talking about whiskey for a while. Yeah, right. But right. beer people are the best people. And this this is, of course, a generalization. But here is here is why I say this. So I am helping to put together a fundraiser for yeah. Roller Derby. It's our spaghetti dinner. Mm-hmm. Anyone who listens who is local and would like to attend, please do. It is March 10th, and it's going to be from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Irish Bob's. Yeah. And... Uh, we're going to be making spagat. Ooh, spagat. We're going to have salad. Mm-hmm. We're going to have jello shots for sale for a dollar. Nice. Um, we're going to have baskets to raffle. We'll have a 50-50. We're going to have, um, we're calling it a blackout basket, at least oh, for now. It's just going to be all, that? yeah, all <laughs> bottles of liquor. <laughs> That we're just donating a, bottles of liquor and putting it together in one giant basket that's going to be its own separate raffle. Yeah, just a fuck ton of booze. <clears throat> just a fuck ton of booze. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else are we doing? Um, it's it's going to be a really good time. It's going to be good food and good company, and mm-hmm. it's probably going to be a little bit wild. Yeah. And a lot of fun. But in preparation for this, we're donating off, ba- we're raffling off baskets, so we have to put together baskets. So we need donations to go yeah. in baskets. And if you've ever tried to ask businesses to donate things yeah. for something like this, you know that it's not easy because you get more no's than yeses, yeah. or you get more like non-committal grunts than yeses, yeah. or like it's not my call, or you got to talk to someone else. We have to go through corporate. Yeah. So the the easiest yeses I've gotten, right, um, were both from local breweries. Yeah. Uh, the first one was Noble Creature. We were there one night, and I looked at at you and just went. <laughs> I wonder if they donate. Like, yeah. I wonder if they give a, a gift certificate or something because I was really enjoying myself. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that you want to put in a basket because it's going to encourage people to go there. Yeah. I want people to go to a place that I like. But also, like, that's worth someone's money to me. Yes. Uh, and they ended up donating a $25 gift certificate. Yeah. So, which is nice. I mean, that's a, that's yeah. a good round down there. I mean, yeah, like, that's several beers, even if all to yourself, just keep them all to yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's that you know, good. Don't share. Um, I, I was a little surprised they donated only because not, not because I you know, didn't think they want to, but because they're so new. They are new. Yeah. Uh, they just popped up. They got amazingly, I mean, this blows my mind, like a, a board of 10 beers on tap. Which is, you know... And they seem to be rotating them out pretty quickly, yeah. so they have a good, like, schedule of brewing. Yeah, so they're, they're very successful and very productive, even just having, you know, being very new. Everything they do is good. I just didn't think with their with their foot just in the door that they would donate, but they did, and right. easily. Right, and I really, really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and the owners are both really nice and yeah, really, really sweet easy people. to talk to and sweet, and they know their shit. Yeah. I'm excited for when they're kitchen opens Mm -hmm. at the end of march hopefully is their timeline um i think that's going to be good they want to eventually be open for brunch which i'm all about Mm -hmm. so i really like that place already i've been there a couple times and i just want to keep going back so i'm really happy they donated but they were one of the first places i asked that went 
oh yeah, we could probably do something. And I went, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And then um, I went to another local brewery, Paladin Brewing, today, which you and I have had some experience with. And yes. we know they're good people and we like their beer and yeah. we've had fun there before. Paladin is fantastic. And an Austintown brewery, which uh, they're, the, they're the only Austintown microbrewery yeah. th- uh, that, that exists. Yeah, so I went there today, and um, the person I talked to was super nice, and I'd seen him there before, but um, a lot of times it's nerve-wracking to ask people for a donation, and yeah. especially, like, you know they're busy, you know they have stuff going on, you don't want to interrupt. And so they're I a give business. Him, I give them the elevator pitch, and we have a donation letter, and I give them that, but he was like engaging me in conversation and talking yeah. to me and like kind of bullshitting a little bit which i appreciated because it takes the edge off and he's like oh yeah well just give me some time to put it together but we have like a typical thing that we do for this of a typical basket so we'll throw that together for you right so i'm gonna go friday and pick that up um i work until nine but if you want to go friday night with me <laughs> they close at 10 but we could fit in like a drink before they close oh yeah hey maybe you know what i got i have around here still a paladin uh uh growler yeah that i haven't filled in a very long time yeah we should do that i would love to go down there and fill up a growler yeah so that is um just two places that were very very generous and nice and sweet and we like them already, so yeah. go check those places out. Yeah, they're fantastic. Um, and then there's another place that, not I don't know. She might like beer. I don't know. <laughs> she might be a beer person, but um, her name is Sam Piper Soap Company. It's the oh, name of yeah. the business. And we had won a raffle basket at a different event, and her some of her products were in that basket. And then for Christmas, I got some more of her stuff. Yeah. And I really like it. And I reached out to her the other night and right away she got back to me and was very enthusiastic about putting something together. So it's just when you hear so many no's, when you finally hear a couple yeses and they're like enthusiastic and yeah. warm, it's really nice. Yeah, those people stick And encouraging. Out. Yeah. And it's not necessarily just beer people. It's local businesses. Yeah. And... It's because they have the power to do that. They're their own boss. And if they want to give away some of their product to support someone else or to get more people's eyes on it. Yeah. um, Which is part of the encouragement to to do something like that. um, Then they can make that choice. Yeah. And it's hard because there are local businesses around here, but not as many as, as there are other places. And it can be hard to get to some of them if you're... I'm busy. Like, it's hard for me to be like, okay, I got to go to this place and then that place and then that place. And I've been doing it and I know my teammates have been doing it. And it's been just like, like crazy. It's exhausting. But it was nice to hear some yeses. And uh, people can be good. <laughs> yeah. People can be good they and sweet and generous. You. And I, I like that. Yeah. That's the thing you don't think about with all the, you know, like there's lots of reasons that losing all our local businesses to like Walmarts and things like that. There's a lot yep. of reasons that sucked. But a big one is that basically all the money that is spent there gets funneled out of your community. You never really see the people who manage it or are responsible right. for it. You can't talk to them and ask them to donate to your local derby or football or whatever, yeah. you know. It and just thing, goes away. The other thing with franchises that sucks is like if you talk to a manager 
they just look at you. You could see it in their eyes. They're like, I want to help you. Yeah. I have no power. Yeah, right. Like, I need to go through my corporate or you need to go through our website and ask corporate. Yeah. Or you need to contact this specific person who's only in at this specific time. And it's like, Mm -hmm. our fundraiser is next week, man. Like, I don't have time to jump through that many hoops. It'd be like if all the businesses in town were suddenly taken over by aliens. (laughs) And it's just like, I, you know what? No, I don't even, the guy in charge, I don't even know who he is. He's up there somewhere in the saucer. I, yeah. I just have to do his bidding. It's it's kind of sad because it's like, you know they want to help. Yeah. I'm, I'm not mad at anybody. I wouldn't be mad at anyone for saying no. Sure. Because I'm not entitled to them giving me anything. Yeah, and they don't often have a choice. Right. So it's just, uh, I just feel bad when people's first reaction is kind of defensive and like, and like yeah, you see that I, pity face. I would do any. I would do it if I could. And I'm like, yeah. you, you don't need to like feel bad. <laughs> right. Like I'm asking you to give me something for free. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I understand that's a, 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 a maybe an odd. It's a ask. big ask, you <laughs> yeah. know. I, I get that. Yeah. Um, but but people are overall pretty nice. And that's heartwarming. Yeah, I had a couple heartwarming things happen today. Yeah, and it uh, it's made me feel good. That's good. Uh, riding off of that positivity, would you like to play a super fun game? Brand new. We never did it before on the show. Mm-hmm. It's the news quiz. Now, is this going to be one where you make up two fake headlines and then you find a true headline and I have to guess which one is true? It's funny you ask. That's exactly what it is. I don't know how you guessed. I'm just a really good guesser. Wow. Well, you sure are, because that's what it is. <laughs> you ready to play? Yes. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. First news story. <clears throat> to compete with SpaceX's Falcon Heavy rocket, a new startup promises to use a centrifugal catapult to launch objects into space at a fraction of the cost. Okay. That's number one. Number two, a new Mr. Rogers documentary released in conjunction with the show's 50th anniversary confounds the popular myth that Fred Rogers was a Marine sniper, but confirms that he had one, just one sick tattoo on his left bicep. Okay. Number three, subscription service Crackle purchased the rights to a little known YouTuber's web vlog series for a mere $1 million. Mere. Mere $1 million. However, he is now surprised and embarrassed to learn it's being made into a 10-part miniseries on loneliness and isolation in Nebraska. Oh, I don't know if that's true, but it's sad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, and we were just talking about heartwarming things, Davey. I know. Okay, can I get those again? Along comes Davey Downer. Number one. To compete with SpaceX's Falcon Heavy rocket, a new startup promises to use a centrifugal catapult to launch objects into space at a fraction of the cost. Number two, a new Mr. Rogers documentary released in conjunction with the show's 50th anniversary confounds the popular myth that Fred Rogers was a Marine sniper, but confirms that he had one, just one, sick tattoo on his left bicep. Number three... Subscription service Crackle purchased the rights to a little-known YouTuber's web vlog series for a mere one million. He is surprised and embarrassed to learn it's being made into a ten-part miniseries on loneliness and isolation in Nebraska. Those are really good. Yeah, right? Those are good, Dave. I'm like, like, fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
Oh, thanks. Let's let's calm down let's a little. Just dial it back a minute. Yeah. Just, yeah. just like half a just a scotch. <clears throat> I'm okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the level of ego I like you to have. I like you to have like not convinced. Slightly less than the average amount of yeah. confidence. Yeah. <laughs> How I like my significant other. You got it. It makes me sound like a good person. <laughs> Let me keep yeah. you down where you belong. I, just, I want you to be cocky, cocky. Not. I want you to be confident, but not cocky. I want you to just, you and know. Actually, no, not even confident. Just like just, lick my boot. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. Lick my boot. The Christy Davenport story. Uh, yep, that's it. <laughs> on the shelves this June. <laughs> well, what do you think? Um, what do you what okay, do you react to? So, this? so the centripetal centrifugal 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 centrifugal. Yes. Okay, it was one of those. <laughs> um, and then Mr. Rogers' tattoo. Mm-hmm. And then the guy with the loneliness. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, Jesus, this is tough. I feel like I have been hearing things about Mr. Rogers lately. Mm-hmm. Like, I I feel like a documentary coming out wouldn't be surprising to me. I don't know if he has, actually has a tattoo. I've heard the rumors of him yeah. being a sniper and having those tattoos. The popular legend. And I, I knew that they weren't real, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he has a tattoo. Um, And I don't... A million dollars for someone's YouTube show seems like a lot. I don't know. I really, I really tried to pull out the stops on this one. This is a really tough one. I have, I have placed these little, <clears throat> these little, little confounding nuggies throughout here. Yeah, and especially since like every now and then I have heard one of the news bits, one of the headlines before. Yeah, and so there's been a couple gimmies, and this is not a gimme. I not thought a gimme. it might be a gimme what do you, when you, you started think I was the go first with... one. Oh, really? Because. I had read a couple of silly fake headlines yeah. about that, and I thought you might be using one of those, but then I thought you were going to zig and you zagged. <laughs> That's right. Oh, don't mind me just knocking everything over. I need to talk to you about that. About what? About Ope. About Ope? I need to talk to you about Ope. What the hell are you talking about? We'll talk about it after this. Ope? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. So... I'm going to go with Mr. Rogers. Going with Mr. Rogers. He's, it's the real one. I think he has one single tattoo. Okay. You are wrong. <sighs> Mr. Rogers does not have tattoos. Mm, Although I, I really want to, I want to do as well. He does have those lovely knit sweaters from his mom, though. <laughs> yeah, I do right. know that about him. Mm-hmm. All of those sweaters that he wears were from his mom. Yeah, that's actually really sweet, isn't it? It's very nice. When... She, I read that she made everyone in the family a sweater every year. That was like their Christmas gift. And he always asked for the same kind. That same kind of sweater zip up. And she yeah. didn't even have to like ask him what he wanted. She'd just make <laughs> a new one every year. That's really, that makes Christmas really easy. 
really easy and but that's like time consuming if you're a really good knitter though like yeah. she, i'm sure she was and those sweaters are impeccable would you like to know <laughs> what the real story was i do the real story is the centrifugal catapult i yeah? kid you not now mind you i what i said was that they they claim or they promise to do this the whether they're going to get there is still right. questionable right but they have raised $10 million so far, Series A funding, to build a – it basically spins something around 3,000 miles an hour and then, boom, up. It's uh, it's supposed to cost something like $500,000 to get something to space instead of the millions that it costs to launch something with a SpaceX rocket. Huh. Did you hear my jaw crackle? No. Okay, I just yawned and I heard my jaw crackle, so I didn't know the mic popped it up. It might have caught it. I didn't picked, hear it. Popped it up. Ugh, picked it up. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Many engineers, by the way, take to, take issue with whether this is actually possible. Yeah. The startup maintains that it is, but a lot of people say, well, good luck, A, keeping it from, you know, uh, keeping your payload resistant to the heat keeping the contents of the payload resistant to the 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 shaking around the vibration all the the you know the motion yeah and keeping all the dna from separating in there yeah. centrifuge yeah 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 <laughs> yeah see yeah. you know we're just one you drink see? into that templeton rye and you're talking like capone yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. reincarnate <laughs> so yeah that's the real one although i will tell you Writing the one about the YouTubers series on loneliness felt so it felt too real. I mean, it does feel like something that could happen. Yeah. Is that like someone gets <laughs> bought out and yeah. then they make it. And that happens all the time. Yeah. Make it into something it wasn't supposed to be. My thought was one million was the right amount so that the guy might just say yes without getting cocky about what <laughs> it might be worth to someone else. Yeah. You know, and then for him to not realize it's actually being used for something else. Yeah. I don't know. It felt it felt believable somehow. Yeah, though those were all really good. I, I was stumped. You got me. Gotcha. So real quick. Whoop. I we need to talk about Ope. What is Ope? Okay. So I read a while ago. Yeah. A couple months or something. <clears throat> some article. I don't even know what the real context of it was, but in it was the fact that Midwesterners, specifically Ohioans, but Midwest in general, say this phrase, or say this word, ope, O-P-E. Ope? Ope. Like as in oops, is that's what they're it's talking about? It's basically a combination of like nope and oops. It's like a reaction word. <laughs> like you almost spill something, you run into something, instead of like, oh, excuse me, you go, oh. Yeah. It's just an instinct. It's just a thing. Yeah. People don't say that other places. Really? That's a Midwestern thing. And so I read mm. it and I never noticed it before. And then I read it and I was like, I mean, maybe some places, I guess that's true. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I even say it, but I, I never noticed it. So today <laughs> I heard myself say, Ope. Oh, I do it all the time. And went, Holy shit, there it is. <laughs> and then I heard Trish say Ope. Really? 
And then I heard another coworker say open. I'm like, we all do it. We all do it. They weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. Ope is a thing. Ope is a thing. And then you just said it, and I went, we need to talk about that. Oh. Oh. For me, it's like, oops. It, but it is kind of a nope, too. It's like, oh. Yeah. Oh. It, I don't know. It's just a reaction. But that so is funny. a very, it's a Midwest thing. It's I had no not, idea. It's colloquial, I guess. Yeah. It's not something, it's a regional reaction. They it doesn't even feel like something I way. think about. It's right. It's just such a natural... Right, but we probably right grew up just like you... It's like how you absorb things. You grow up and yeah. that's how people react, so that's how you react. I never thought about it before until I saw it somewhere or heard someone mention it that this is a thing Midwesterners say. That's fascinating. It's like a regional response that other people don't have. I mean, I know we have our own things here. Right. You know... With pepperoni rolls. Yeah, everyone talks about that. The cookie table and the pepperoni rolls, those are things that don't exist in every place. It's like a barren (laughs) pepperoni roll-less lifestyle. What a fucking nightmare that would be. I had to make my own. Yeah. You try to explain to the lady at the <laughs> deli counter that you're just rolling up pepperoni with some cheese. She looked at me like I was a serial killer. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound delicious to you because it does to me. Yeah. She's like, you making pizza? And I'm like, no, I'm making pepperoni rolls. She's like, what now? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what now? What <laughs> like, am I going to have to flee this Dominic's grocery store? It seems so. <laughs> That's amazing. I, you know, it's like one thing I never would have thought about, but now Ope is maybe the most surprising one to me. I was so excited today. Yeah. That it's was surprising. one thing that kept me afloat. I was just laughing so hard. <laughs> now I'm going to notice it. Right. That's a thing. If you're listening to this podcast, listen, if you're regional to this area, the Midwest, Northeast Ohio, anywhere in the area. You'll notice it now. It's like... Listen for Ope. It's like the glass shattering. Once someone points something out to you, you can't unsee it or unhear it. It's like it. that moment in the Matrix where Neo sees the code all over everything. I'm thinking of the show How I Met Your Mother. They do an episode where they point out each other's annoying habits. Oh. And then once someone points it out, everyone in the group can't stop seeing it. And every time they point it out and like everyone in the group notices it. Yeah. They do this glass shattering Foley effect. <laughs> yeah, right. Of just like, my God, my world has been made clear to me. <clears throat> and that was like the joke the whole episode. They kept <laughs> doing that over and over again. So that's what I kept thinking of today is like the glass shattering. That's and now good. I just can't stop noticing Ope. Wow. It was great. It made me happy because I was like, I figured I did it, but I never noticed it before. Yeah. And then I almost dropped something and went, oh. it's so weird i never thought about it i know all right we can move on to your actual middle segment but i had to talk about Well, actually i thought that might be good enough for a middle segment the the, the thing i was waffling on talking about i think i'd actually rather wait to talk about until i've had a chance to do a little bit more looking into it okay so maybe i'll save it for two weeks from now i have a thing that it's a podcast i want to listen to it a little bit and then if it's really i think what it's cracked up to be I will talk about it a little bit. Okay. Because what, what, as you know, I spent today after work, I went out with a buddy, Jimmy, who mm-hmm. uh, interviewed at my place of work. We had a really nice, you know, catching up and having a beer and a cheese sandwich. And he recommended this podcast to me. And it, it got me curious. So I listened to maybe the first 15 minutes <laughs> on the way home. And was it our podcast? It was Did he our suggest our podcast? He recommended too? our podcast. It was very weird to me. 
I'm waiting for the day someone recommends my own podcast to me. If that happens, you'll fall over, like, just with joy. You'll just I, pass out. I will nearly fall over, and I'll say, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll try to catch you. Go, oh. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh. Just, we'll fall into an oh. oh hole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to save discussion of the podcast until I've actually had a chance to listen to it. Because, you know, I don't, I don't want to totally recommend something that I don't know that much about. But it sounds very interesting to me. Very mysterious. It sounds like the kind of thing where you could just kind of pull the mystery thread and keep going. So okay. I'm going to listen to it a bit and I'll talk about it another time. In the meanwhile, oh, 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 it's time for a break. So <laughs> so we will be right back uh, with the main segment, uh, the topic for this episode in just a minute. All right. All right. All right. All right. We are back. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. <clears throat> we are both sinusy babies. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, always am, but particularly right now for no real reason. I'm a little bit sniffly. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, we, we are going through like a, a little bit of a weird period with the weather and that always brings stuff out. You know, where's that? Yeah. I don't I don't know the reason for it. <laughs> but it doesn't need to be a reason. It's just meh. super weird. Yeah. Um. Normally I'd ask if you want to introduce the topic, but... Once again, you don't really know what the topic is. Right. I gave so, you one thing, and then you took it in a fuller, bigger direction. Right. So the nature of this thing, and it's something I'm actually really proud of us for being able to do pretty decently. Yeah. So we have a list of topics, and most of the time it's stuff that neither of us know anything about until right. we start digging into it. Right. So we don't necessarily know how big of a topic it is until we start looking. So sometimes there are adjustments that need to happen as far yeah. as like finding things to fill out an episode. We did this last week where I told two yeah. stories instead of one. More often than not lately, we have to do that because we we just have to do something to fit yeah. into our time constraint and how long we want this to be. Yeah. But I'm kind of proud of us for being able to like see a topic and make a good judgment as far as how much other information we need to add and how yeah. to pad it out. We've been doing a really good job at that. Oh yeah, and I think our so episodes too. are fairly consistent in length. I yeah. mean, there's a little bit of leeway because they're just they don't have to be perfect. But yeah. unlike the dude cast, which is three <laughs> solid hours of farts, <laughs> and you ever that's good to three hours too. of farts because I do. I mean, I. I'm caught up. I need to listen to the episode you recorded last night, but yeah. I listened to it. Yeah. What do you think I of like the farts? It. I'd like some critical feedback on the farts real quick. Um, I mean, I feel like they're pretty good farts. Okay. How, I are feel they like... Too quacky? Um, sometimes they're a little wet. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty. I, I, th- I think you need a little more fiber. This is disgusting. 
I found my cutoff point. <laughs> Was it me waving and going guilty? It might have been yeah. that. All right. Sorry. All right. Anyway, back to right. our podcast right. and the actual and no topic. farts. And no farts. Yeah. I had to think for a second to make sure there are not going to be flatulence <laughs> mentioned, but there's not. Okay. Well, okay. I'll be watching. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> watching for my farts? Yeah, I'm refereeing okay. to make sure there's no farts right. here. Okay. So I decided to do, you asked me to research one particular thing, mm-hmm. which I left for the end because I think it's the coolest. Nice. Um, but I was trying to find an angle and the angle I came up with, and this is how I have it written on the top of my notes. Okay. Medical advancements that sound sci-fi as shit. Yeah. (laughs) As shit. As shit. (laughs) There's a lot of them now. Exactly how it's written. (laughs) (laughs) It is too. I mean, we, we did cover one of these early on when we talked about CRISPR. Which yeah. I think is sci-fi as shit. Yeah, I'm there's a lot of really cool things happening. Yeah. So uh, I did six, and Ooh. a lot of times what I find is I'll find like I know you hate this word, but I'll find like a listicle or something <laughs> kind of like clickbaity. Yeah. That you can read real quickly, yeah. and a lot of times they'll have links to like actual full articles in there, which is where so, you actually get the real meat. Right, but I'll like find that and be like, "Okay, that's interesting. That one I don't care about. That's interesting. I yeah. did it for the um the Reddit yeah. mysteries yeah, one yeah, yeah. too." So, I used something like that for <clears> this, <throat> and then I kind of picked the ones that fit my theme the best and I thought were interesting. Okay. So, the first one they referred to it as biofoam. Ooh. Does that sound familiar? Well, I have in my <laughs> head what I think it is just from the words, but I don't think I've ever actually heard anything about it. Okay, well, um, biofoam is something they have in Halo. Wait, what? <clears throat> the game Halo. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what that... I played a lot so of Halo, I, I don't remember I this. have not, but from my gathering from what this product actually is, it's like a... When you get injured or shot, yeah. it's like kind of an injectable thing that becomes foam and keeps you from like bleeding out. Oh, okay. That must be part of like the lore about what's happening inside Master Chief's suit. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But they kind of insinuated it's something like you can pick up. Maybe it's like part of like a healing pack kind of thing. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that's the original health pack from the first one, maybe even. So... Uh, it's a foam-like product. It's applied inside a wound. It applies pressure to reduce internal bleeding. It is made by Arsenal Medical. It's <clears throat> a very aggressive-sounding name for yes. people that heal people. <laughs> yes, and it was funded by DARPA. Defense by it's funded by grants from DARPA and Arrow. Okay. DARPA is Defense Advanced, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Yeah. And ARPA's Army Research Office. Okay. So, or sorry, Arrow is Army Research Office. So this is definitely made with that in mind. Yeah. It, it's meant to be used for possibly in, in combat. Um, and it seems specifically geared towards like, like gun wound, like bullet wounds. Okay. Well, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like a wound that has a clear path in. Yeah, and you've got to fill it with and foam. And anywhere you could have internal bleeding, you don't 
with this, you don't need to be able to see where the bleeding is coming from. Yeah. And you can imagine if you're like in in war in the middle of a battle, you don't necessarily have time to get out your imaging software, like your <laughs> right. imaging equipment and see yeah. where the bleeding is coming from. You need something you could use quickly and on the fly. Yeah. And this isn't really going to solve a problem. The purpose of this, like it's not going to keep you from needing more medical attention. Right. The purpose is to give you more time. It makes sense. Yeah. So it's like a compress for your insides. Yeah. It's minimally invasive and it's liquid to foam. So it could be kept in like a smallish container and administered easily and without a bunch of pain. Yeah. It's like um, fix a flat for a bullet <clears throat> hole. Exactly. That's like what I had in my head. It was like <laughs> fix, a fix a flat. A flat. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, it reminds me of um, if you've ever watched like original CSI episodes, the. Would bit. have like little cutscenes where the coroner would make a mold of someone's wound by like putting some kind of like plaster cast kind of thing in there. Yeah. And I'm like, kid, that's not how the body works. But that's <laughs> what this reminds me of. Gotcha. Um, it is pretty sci-fi. So, yeah, it's still kind of in the prototype stage. But early tests, and this is coming from... Arsenal Medical. Yeah. So kind of keep that in mind. But sure. according to them, early tests show that it raises the three-hour survival rate for the in types of injuries it treats from 8% to 72%. Whoa. Which is a huge... If true, that's enormous. Yeah. And that's the three-hour survival rate. Yeah. So that's like, you get this injury three hours later. Are um, you still alive? Are you still alive? Yeah. The, but... The thing that kind of caught me on that is the way they worded it. The three-hour survival rate for injuries it treats. So they weren't very specific. Like, that's their wording. They weren't very specific about what types oh. of injuries. So right. there's definitely more information to look into there. Yeah, I wonder if that means specifically, like, okay, on some other page el elsewhere... They say, here's what we're willing to make that claim about. Right. Like, how picky are they being? Are they picking and choosing what injuries they're talking it's about here? Good skepticism on that. That is something I'm curious about what that means, too. But I do like the idea of this, and it's interesting. And I think that, obviously, they're aiming this in a certain direction. Yeah. But could we eventually get to a, a point in time where this is, like, pretty standard to have for, yeah. like, for EMS? Yeah. Or something like that, especially in, honestly, an area like Youngstown where shootings are pretty common. Yeah, right. And gang violence is, you know, still a big thing. Yeah, if you, that, if you that think could about be it, helpful. That could be, and you could probably apply that to a lot of different kinds of injuries too. Yeah, or even to have in an emergency room, someone comes in, they could, at the very least, while they're triaging them, yeah. use that to buy themselves some time while they're trying to, like, figure out what they need to do yeah um interesting i think there could be a lot of applications not just for military but i can understand the benefit right. and why they would get grants from those organizations yeah, right. that could be very very useful this. yeah so the next thing okay kind of links back to something we another topic i really enjoyed this topic because i felt like it linked to a lot of things we've already talked about and oh like other episodes yeah and i felt good about being able to be like well if you refer to our former episode <laughs> like yeah this is the one for people who have listened to <clears throat> other episodes to right. go oh okay so this advancement is the ability to grow skin 
This similar to synthetic meat. Yeah. Our first episode. Oh, really? Is yeah. It, is it like I working said, on a similar principle? I said similar to synthetic meat, but not for eating. <laughs> this is meat for wearing. Yes. <laughs> so from a small amount of real skin, like a sample of skin cells, you can yeah. make lots of artificial skin. And I wrote down, there were a couple really good quotes in like wordings in this one. I was really excited. Okay. Overall, there's two in particular, and this is one of them. Okay. From Dr. James McGuire of Temple University, he says, in some cases, we can get four football fields of skin out of one baby foreskin. <laughs> and no, I liked I no. liked the imagery. He did not. He did? He said baby f- I'm sorry. Okay, can you repeat so it again? <laughs> in <laughs> some cases, we can get four football fields of skin out of one baby foreskin. And the reason he <laughs> says baby foreskin, he's not talking about, like, someone's measly little foreskin. He's talking about a baby's foreskin yeah, that's that what they I'd... save after circumcision. Okay. Because the baby's not using it anymore. Sure. Debates about circumcision aside. Yeah. Um, cause we could go for hours. I mean, I wish they hadn't, I wish they hadn't gone after my wiener, but I didn't get to decide. Yeah. My, I mean, now at least these babies can yeah. make football fields worth of skin <laughs> out okay. of their foreskin. So while that is a particularly grotesque way of putting it, and I really think he should have thought a little more. I know. <laughs> if you're born, you know, a baby in America and your foreskin is taken from you, you're a baby At boy. At least it's being put to good use. The idea that they could put together just a giant roll of your skin in case you need it later. And, and here's the thing. He's saying they they could get that much skin out of it. I'm sure they're not. The image I got from that quote is just <laughs> one continuous sheet of yes. skin. The but size I'm sure of several... that's not how it works. Well, that's what I'm picturing, too, is like a big old roll in a warehouse somewhere with your right. social security number <laughs> on it. And if they need it, they just come in and cut some, like, like cloth. Yeah, and they, they send you, like, a thank you letter later. <laughs> um, that's crazy. But this is really important because it can prevent amputation. Like, yeah. one of the main reasons, not obviously the only, but one of the big reasons for amputation is... Like, a loss of skin, a loss of flesh that you're not going to be able to, like, handle any other way. Like, yeah. too much for a skin graft, too much trauma for your body to handle. You're not right. going to be able to heal. You're already opened up to infection. Yeah. And so something like this some could prevent practical, amputation. Yeah. Some very um, practical reasons. They, I mean, often they'll take skin from other parts of your body in situations like this. If they just have it, right. they could just make. That was my other thing. It, this could maybe be used in lieu of skin grafts. Yeah. So instead of taking it from another part of your body and using it where it's needed more, basically. Yeah. And then a lot of times you have really bad scarring or you could, you know, have complications because of that procedure. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily have to go through that. Right. So uh, I thought that was cool. I didn't That's have too much on that. I am remembering another thing they said in, like, the listicle article about this. Yeah. But it was very sarcastically written, which I appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, like, you know, in, in the past, you, you lose a lot of skin, whatever, it would result in amputation. For some reason, people weren't satisfied with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, who's writing this? That's amazing. <laughs> I liked that. <laughs> yeah. 
for some reason, that just wasn't good enough. <laughs> I can't imagine why people didn't <laughs> care for that. So this next one. Okay. Pretty cool. Oh, no kidding. I think so. I had kind of heard about this, though. Oh, man. It's, if, it's, if it's better than multiplying a baby's foreskin to four football fields. I don't know. It depends on who you are. Um, <laughs> because so. this is a pill that sees your insides. Ooh. It's called the Sayaka Endoscope Capsule. Oh my god, this is cool. I This is definitely sci-fi shit. Underneath a pill that sees your insides, I wrote, like Santa for your GI tract. <laughs> <laughs> he sees you when you're pooping. Yeah. Um, and I got this information from Popular Science's website under how it works, the endoscope camera and a pill. Wow. So this is from Japan. It is a camera and a pill. It's swallowed, it passes through the esophagus, enters the intestines, and starts taking pictures. <laughs> that's, that's a horrifying sentence, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. <clears throat> really. But it takes up to 870,000 images, or 30 images per second. 30 images a second? 30 images a second. It transmits the images to that's an SD card kept in a vest worn by the patient. Now... I do get into why a vest, because at first I was confused. The listicle didn't really explain this, but the uh, popular science article went in detail. Um, the images are then made into a video that doctors can watch. Yeah. The patient feels nothing. It's just like taking a normal pill. Yeah. Um, this is in lieu of an, endos of an endoscopy, so basically needing to have them put a camera in you to see what's going on in your insides. The crazy thing to me is 30 <laughs> frames per second is full video. Yeah. It's, it's the full thing. Mm -hmm. It can take a small pill can take that much footage. Yeah. Just wait. I was surprised how much <laughs> info I got on this. I have a page just on this. Okay. This is cool. Um, so the vest is not just to be fancy. It's for induction charging and image storage. Oh. So the pill requires 50 milliwatts to run the camera, the lights, and the computer. Yeah. Which I just kept thinking camera lights action the whole time. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Ready for your close-up? A, a battery would be too bulky sure. to make this into something you can easily swallow and not feel you know that makes sense so there's a coil in the vest that transmits power continuously to the capsule mm -hmm. and the images taken by the camera in the capsule are transmitted wirelessly to an antenna in the vest and saved to the sd card <laughs> this is so insane there are fluorescent and white leds inside this little capsule to illuminate your intestines because it's dark in there i imagine yeah and if you've ever seen like cartoons while well, they're in the belly of a whale you know, <laughs> you know, that's, no. that's science. Naturally. <laughs> um, the camera can rotate inside the capsule to capture a 360 degree view of intestines. So there's an electromagnet in the pill. It reverses polarity and it causes a permanent magnet to turn the inner capsule and the image sensor 60 degrees every two seconds. Wow. So a full 360 degree swing around is done every 12 seconds. So there's a lot of like repeated views of the same parts of the intestine, which yeah. is good because it means they can get good video. A 
basically can focus on areas and really see what's going on. It's not going too fast. On one pass, it's getting <clears throat> the full view all the way around. 12 it seconds, it sees the full view all the way around, but it travels one inch every two minutes. Oh. So you're you're getting good repeated viewing of the same areas because it's not going too, too fast. Gotcha. And this camera moves and rotates so quickly and takes so many pictures yeah. that you're, you're getting a lot of images. Wow. Um, so this costs $100. This capsule costs $100. Now, I'm sure like... The vest and the whole procedure, they'll charge you more because, sure. of course. Yeah. But the capsule itself costs $100, so you just poop it out. They don't have to worry about recovering it. They don't have to worry about sanitizing it and giving it to someone else but later. You, but you could try to catch it if you want. Got to catch them all. Your, your Got to catch all your poop capsules. <laughs> Come here, robot. You're my best friend now. <laughs> and uh, people want to save their kidney stones and shit, so. Dear diary, today I pooped a friendly robot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I wrote, because I work in a pharmacy, so I know some of this stuff, it costs only $25 more than one Viagra pill off of insurance. Huh. So boner or full endoscopy. Yeah. And less than some very important medications on insurance. So, um, that's actually, it's really crazy. Really reasonable for what it is. I'm sure there are other costs associated with it and it Probably if you had to get this done, it would be more than $100. But basically the point of them saying the cost of it is $100 is of saying it's disposable. Yes. It's it. The cost is low enough that you don't have to worry about it. Well, that's a real relief that they don't have to catch it and they give it to someone else. I'm not catching my little poop camera. (laughs) You just you want to know that it's not used is what I'm saying. Yes. (laughs) I'm not putting someone else's little intestine capsule up mm. in my mouth they took my friendly robot today and my heart was broken <laughs> i thought that was really cool though that's amazing um i especially i know i've known a lot of people who have like intestinal issues and digestive issues yeah. they've had to get endoscopes and they're invasive and they're painful and yeah. the preparation is horrible yeah i'm sure there'd still be some prep in this case but like it's not good no and Still, you'll get it done, and sometimes they'll come back and be like, we didn't find anything. Yeah. So this is way less invasive, potentially more cost-effective. You don't feel it. It'd yeah. be easier. It's done in a day, and then your doctor has, like, good video right. to really see what's going on in there. I'm so. really impressed that they can do the induction charging through your body. That's the yeah. part that blows my mind, actually. <clears throat> Is that, you know, like, you have a little pad you can set your phone on and it charges it. That's cool. Yeah. The fact that they can do it through tissue, uh, probably as much as half a foot Well, we are more. electric, though. Like, we, our bodies <coughs> transmit. Yeah, I guess you're right. That, so, it it's not too surprising, but it is really cool that they yeah. figured that out. What kept striking me was just all the little details, all the working parts, all the thought that went into that is yeah. re- that's sci-fi as shit. <laughs> it really is. There's so much that went went into that. I keep bumping this. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, well, I don't know what's wrong with, with me today. Ah, it doesn't matter. No, my hands can't be controlled. It don't matter. Okay, so none of this matters. It don't matter. None of this matters. Number four. Yes. <laughs> This is just a small little one. I thought it was weird. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. Automatic sperm extractor. 
Uh, <laughs> um, all right. No joke. Just go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a joke. It's exactly what you think it is. Uh, for... For who? Who does... Okay, does it... so let me talk about that. <laughs> okay. So the article I found on this, like the article, the oh. link it led to, yeah. Um, I didn't like its tone. It was a little judgy, but I'll get to that. Okay. Basically, this could be used for like quadriplegic or for other cases, which I'll talk about. People who are unable to provide a sample of sperm the old-fashioned, so to speak, way. Um, <laughs> old-fashioned with a wig. Yeah. It <laughs> adjusts height, temperature, and it can undulate at desired speeds. Um, there is a screen, so Ooh. you could watch your desired media okay. on it. Wait, AKA it's on porn. the device? Yeah. Okay. This device is a hole <laughs> that you stick with your like dick a, in. a pole sticking out of that area and a screen on top of that, which you can watch porn on. Uh, and ex- it, explain to me why everyone doesn't own one of these. <laughs> right. I, I wrote down it's a robot that milks your dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. So I wrote, this is the other quote. Yeah. <laughs> and this is why I say it seems a little bit judgy, but it wrote, in America, due to an apparent glut of sperm, <laughs> which is a weird phrase. I don't like glut there. Right. <laughs> such technology would probably be used to help quadriplegics. Yeah. But in China, it's designed for infertility patients that would prefer to be aroused by the machine. And I'm like, that's a little judgmental. It, it, well, and what are they saying exactly? What's this? Is this scenario just that, like, basically what they're saying is people in China just want to fuck a robot, and that's <laughs> why this device is being implemented? Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this is uh, $2,800. You know, I gotta <clears throat> be honest. This costs more than the camera that you swallow. I, <laughs> I gotta be honest, kind of a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the I don't like the tone that it took with that. It Basically, so, yeah, like, it sounds like well, in America we have no problem with this, so right. it'd probably be used in these cases where you know people can't. Um, yeah, it sounds like what they're saying is over there. The, the those those people those can't weirdos be, just want to fuck a robot. They can't be bothered to jerk off manually, right? Um, so I wrote, I sense a little judgment. <laughs> yeah, I do too. And I wrote, dude, they're infertile. That sucks if they want kids. Yeah. Let them be sucked off by a robot. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If you've been if you've been given that bad news and my heart goes out to you, if you want to fuck a robot, it's fine. Yeah, just fuck it. It's fine. It's fine, literally. I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> but I also wrote down, um, you know, they're not really taking into account cultural differences. Yeah. Things like anxiety and nerves yeah. China is shame, different maybe? than America. Yeah. I don't know if they and have like a masturbation shame thing over there. I have no I'm idea. I'm not sure specifically about that, but I know as a culture, there may be. And in America, is we're a little weird because in some ways we're very much like sex all over the place. Yeah. And we're also kind of repressed. It's yeah. It's very strange. It is strange. But I mean, it's in media uh-huh. all the time. Right. It's fairly in your face and it may not be the same in other cultures. And it's definitely not the same in other cultures. Sure. So it, it could be 
like a shame thing, an anxiety thing, a nervous thing. They're not able to produce a sample because they just can't do it, you sure. know? So this, you put your member in a machine and it takes care of it and you don't have to deal with it and it's done. It makes it sound like such a problem. It's like, uh, it just takes care of that penis <laughs> that, problem that for you. Thing. <laughs> That thing, that, that thing. thing. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, that oh, is and very also, interesting. So because I sensed a little judgment, I'm calling these people out. This is from, the article is from Medgadget. And the title of the article was Automatic Sperm Extractor for Automatic Sperm Extraction. Well. Let's get a little more creative. That's <laughs> Yeah, it's a little redundant. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I feel like maybe if they're trying to be like a little ironic and be like, it's for exactly what you think it is. Yeah. I, I but, can get that. But I don't think that was their angle. No, I just, I I think it was a poorly written article. <laughs> America, a place with a glut of sperm. A glut of sperm. It's like, are you bragging about our sperm right now? <laughs> right. I don't think... I don't know. That's Let a, me see the numbers on that. That's a that's a, a like a nationalistic claim I have never heard. Right. Of. We've got right. the most sperm. And Although, also, if I never hear the phrase "glut of sperm," <laughs> glut of just boatloads of that's, it. That's some porn shit right there. Yeah. Like oh. I just I can't wait for a porn star to say something about there being a glut of sperm. A glut of sperm. I'm such a glutton for sperm. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. Let's stop talking about Enough that. about robots that blow people. Let's talk about some healing gel. <laughs> so, oh, the he- healing gel. Healing gel. All right. I'm into it. Oh, and I lied. I have seven of these, not six. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I thought this would have been Bonus. six. This is six, right? This is five. Oh, this is five. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Um. So, healing gel, you can think of it kind of like Bacta from Star Wars. Ah, the gel that Luke bathes in. Yeah. Um, so the name of this product is called Nexagon, N-E-X-A-G-O-N. Okay. It was made at the University of College London. Okay. It prevents production of protein that blocks healing. So it allows cells to move faster to begin healing a wound. Okay. It was only tested, as of the article I read, on approximately 100 people but it was it seems like it's good for things like chronic wounds, um, leg di- and diabetes ulcers, and oh. v- some even common injuries. Okay. So it's made from bits of DNA that can block the proteins that protein's production. It's a clear gel, it's a consistency of toothpaste. The FDA approved it for serious eye injuries. Okay. And um I think it's been used for 70 million people. Oh, no, no. So there are 70 million people with chronic wounds in the U.S. Oh, really? So this can, if this can be used to um, increase, like, faster, promote faster healing, yeah, that could be really good. Especially when you consider things like MRSA, things that are very scary, especially in hospitals when yeah. you have open wounds or wounds that won't heal. Yeah. Um, that is really cool. That is really cool. And we have, like, there's a lot of people with diabetes in our country. Yeah. And that number isn't really shrinking. Right. And 
Unfortunately, there's a lot of bad health conditions that can be caused by diabetes or not taking care of your diabetes. Mm -hmm. There are people who are, you know, they become diabetic and don't realize it until something really bad happens and they end up having to have like a foot amputated or something. Right. So this obviously you're not going to necessarily prevent amputation if it's already at that point, but Mm -hmm. the chronic wound thing is a big thing because if you have any, really any autoimmune disorder, um, your healing can take longer in general. Yeah. And if you have something else going on, that you have a chronic wound, that's yeah. going to be even more difficult for you. could be very painful, could cause a lot of issues. So that's really cool. That is cool. You said it, it's a it's partial DNA, that it's like <clears throat> part of the gel and that it yeah, blocks so it uses, protein? It uses DNA that, <clears throat> that can block this specific protein's production. So okay. kind of like... I don't know exactly how, but it targets it and it keeps your body from preventing that protein. A protein that would stop or slow the healing process? Yes. That protein, um, yeah, it blocks healing. Okay. Essentially. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Interesting. Bacta. Bacta. I want some Bacta. I want, Who to be one of the, I want to be one of the cool kids. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want Bacta? So the last two are actually kind of similar. Okay. And I, I, cho- I try to choose several things that kind of are, that are around like healing, healing wounds and things like that. Mm-hmm. Because that's where the money is. Yeah. This stuff is cool. Like It is cool. I kind of I have to tell you I'm really appreciative you took a detour at robot dick sucking machine, <laughs> but I love I it was love on it. the list and I went I can't pass up the opportunity <laughs> yeah. to talk about this yeah but in general I love the like the the approachable practicality of most of this technology yeah um so number six is an ultrasound used for healing mm-hmm. now the article that I found on this um, that was linked to. Was from 2007. Okay. So I pulled from that a little bit, but I also looked a little bit at what else this stuff is used for. Because it seemed a little bit outdated and was wondering if we do anything with it. And the answer is yes, we do. Oh. Um, so it's ultrasound waves used to promote healing. It's high intensity focused ultrasound rays. Okay. Um, it's This research was done from the University of Washington in combination with... Harborview Medical Center. And they were working on using this high-intensity focus ultrasound to seal punctured lungs. Oh, wow. Because the the process to do that, it could be painful and it's invasive. I've known people who've had punctured lungs. Yeah. And it took them a long time to heal. Do they have to go through your mouth inside the lung to heal it, or what? I, I don't know exactly how they currently do it. Yeah, and and sometimes it might just be that they kind of let you heal naturally, but in the meantime, you need help breathing, yeah, and you can't like lung. be out living your life. Wow. Um, so they tested this. It had not been tested on humans at the time of the article, but they tested on pig lungs, and they sealed leaks. It sealed leaks in one or two minutes 
Over 95% of the 70 incisions um, that they tested were stable after two minutes of treatment. So they had been healed enough to be stabilized after no. two minutes. No way. Yeah, and that was only a sample size of 70. I'm sure there was... This is like when the article was written, this is the beginning of the research. Yeah, but that's still two <clears throat> minutes? Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. Cool. They were referring to this as bloodless <clears throat> surgery. Um, and they also mentioned this could be image-guided therapy. So you find internal wounds using some kind of imaging... And you would go in with this after and find the specific spot mm-hmm. and treat it using the high-intensity focused ultrasound rays. Um, another use of it, this wasn't mentioned in this article, but I, I found a product called Exogen. Okay. It's ultrasound bone healing. Um, so basically, if you, you fracture a body part, you fracture a bone, it could take a long time for those to heal. Now, I don't know exactly if this is just a product that's being advertised as like, I kind of got the feeling it's being advertised to the lay person. Yeah. I don't know how effective this is because this isn't Hmm. um, high intensity focused ultrasound rays. This is like a lower grade. So I'm not sure if it really does what it claims to do. Oh, okay. It is supposedly for, like, faster promotion of healing of bone. Yeah. Um, and it, their website basically said there are a lot of things that can make you heal slowly and fractures heal slowly anyways. And yeah. depending on the kinds of fracture, if it's, like, connected or if it's completely broken, it can take even longer. But things like being a smoker, mm-hmm. um, yep. arthritis medications... Obesity, diabetes, diet and nutrition. Yeah. Uh, Slamming your leg over and over in a drawer. Yeah, that tends to not help. It will it will definitely keep your leg from healing, I know. Yes. That. <laughs> <laughs> um and then also things that it's actually we do use this for now. Um <clears throat> we use it on kidney stones. Oh to break up kidney stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you I know um, my dad had kidney stones, right. and they used this on him. They pulverize it with sound. Yep. that's And that's exactly what this is. That's what high-intensity focus ultrasound is. Yeah. Um, they could use it on cataracts, um, on tumors. Uh, for chemotherapy, to get the chemotherapy to brain cells or other specific body tissues. Oh. Uh, they can use it to treat varicose veins, hmm. which I have the beginnings of and I'm not thrilled about. Um, mm. My coworker has them really bad. Yeah. And she showed me her veins through her pant leg, and Whoa. it was not good. It Whoa. looked super painful. Through the pant leg? Through scrubs. Okay, that's got me a little bit shivery. Yeah, that it wasn't painful. good. It looked, I. she said they hurt. Ugh. Um, but it looks painful and I've had leg pain and I'm pretty sure it's because of the beginnings of mine yeah. and it's not severe, but it, it certainly is annoying. Yeah. And um, it can get worse. Right. So I'm like, ugh, oh, not goodness. good. Uh, it could be used for liposuction also. Hmm. And I went on Wikipedia just to see like, you know, where we're at with this and I got some of that information There's also people who 
so the we know basically the high intensity focus ultrasound rays those work right for sure that's like it's basically a laser made of sound yeah um, what we're talking about here is like what lower intensity and more broad uh, application is that is that there are people that that think you could use like a lower like maybe pulsing okay. one that's what exogen is mm-hmm. for the bone healing or um just like a lower grade, more general ultrasound technology could okay. promote other thing, could do other things. It seems kind of like iffy whether or not it does. But what Wikipedia was saying was the the possible effects or the effects you would aim for would be like increased blood flow, mm-hmm. or decreased pain by reducing swelling, and massaging tendons and ligaments, um, and softening scar tissue. Okay. Some of the possible things that you might be able to do with yeah. ultrasound treatment, but the 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 money is the high intensity focused right. stuff because we know that works, and you could do cool shit like blast kidney stones to bits. Yeah, and everything else is you know somewhere in between that and like the um, oh god, what do they call it? Uh, where they dilute the medicine. What the hell? Homeopathic. Yeah, it's like the... I was it, just telling... I frequently between... tell patients about homeopathy because they're always asking about those <laughs> products. And I'm like... Don't okay, do it. Okay, so here's the thing. It doesn't actually have anything in it. <laughs> right. If you want to spend your good money on it, you spend your good money on yeah. it. I know your friend swears it works, but... It is $17, and there is nothing in it. <laughs> I was just saying, and maybe it was to you, like, I would love to find these people and offer them a cup of water that was made of a triple, quadruple diluted cup of tea mm-hmm. and say, this is tea. Yep. Like, if you if you really think that works, let me take a cup of coffee, add 40 gallons of water to it, and then you have a glass and tell me that's coffee. Right. So if you don't know what homeopathy is. <laughs> Sorry. Because we're just, we jumped into it and acted like everybody knows what it is. Sure. But homeopathy is, um, basically, they take an active ingredient, mm-hmm. and they dilute it in water, and they dilute it in water, and they dilute it in water, and they yeah. dilute it in water. To the point that there is very, 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 very little if any. amount, if any, of the active ingredients still there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they sell it essentially as medicine. Yeah. But um, the premise, when you get into the premise of why they think it works, is when my alarm bells go ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. So they think this would still work because water has memory. Yeah. So the fact that the active ingredient in a higher concentration was once in this water yeah. means that now that it's very, very, very dilute, it still has the same effect. Yeah. And in fact, a stronger effect than if you actually took a full dose of an active ingredient. Right. Which is... It's just all kinds of logical pitfalls it's there. dubious at best. <laughs> yes, at best. Um, and then they also believe, like, like cures like. So if you had a headache from too much caffeine, you would take a homeopathic cure that is made from, like, caffeine or something like that. You know, (laughs) something along those lines. It's just stupid. Oh, no, that's what it was. If you're having trouble sleeping, if you have insomnia, you would take caffeine. 
Oh, right. But oh. homeopathic level of caffeine. Um, I mean, it, it won't keep you up right. any more than you already are yeah. because there's nothing in it. It's just water. <laughs> because it's water. Um, but yeah, that is, that is the essentially what homeopathy well, is. I didn't mean to derail you. That's but. okay. <laughs> I'll talk about it anytime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Ross and Carrie are currently, oh no, Ross and Carrie, the podcast yes. I've talked about multiple times. They're in the middle of a really, really cool series of them going to a place called Rhythmia. It's in Costa or Costa Rica. Mm. And Ross got to do ayahuasca. Wait, I think we even might have talked about this last week, but I can't remember. I bring it up because we're talking about homeopathy. And yeah. they offered her, Carrie couldn't take the, yeah, we did talk about this. She couldn't take the actual one, so right. she took a tincture. Yeah. And she just keeps making jokes about how, like, well, I don't know. I bite, I'm i probably going to be even more affected than you, Ross, because <laughs> it's it's the tincture. It's homeopathic, so it's even stronger. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, and that's my Carrie Poppy impression. Nailed it. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Nailed it. Continue my my thing I do of where I make an impression and then talk about how good my own impression is. Normally you let other people tell you that, but all right. Okay. (laughs) Let's get to the last one here, which is what you you wanted me to research, and it's pretty darn cool. I'm glad glad you were able to find something on it, because I was starting to wonder if I'd imagined it. No. um, I'm, I'm glad that I looked this up. And this article was recent from August 2017 mm-hmm. um, from I Fucking Love Science, yes. which I I trust them as a source. Yeah. Um, it is a chip that heals. No, it's not no potato chip. That ain't no potato chip, no. Uh, this. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. This. It comes from research from the Ohio State University. Yeah, I remembered that. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that. Ohio proud here. (laughs) Um, They call it tissue nanotransfection. It's a nanotechnology-based chip. You place it on the skin and zap the skin with a small electrical charge. And it converts adult cells, adult skin cells, to another type of cell. So this develops new cells for faster healing. That's so cool. The chip carries genetic code, either DNA or RNA, and uses this information to direct the cell basically how to behave, what to turn into. Huh. Um, in in the study, the technology was 98% success, successful. Now, it was still kind of in early stages and it hadn't been used on humans only on mice and on pigs so far but the researchers were saying that they were surprised it was more effective than they thought it would be it was working even better than they thought (laughs) that's pretty cool um and the example they gave is that there was a mouse with a severe leg injury after one week the blood vessels were kind of starting to like be active again and rejuvenated and after two weeks the leg was saved Wow. So it, it was pretty much healed to the point that it was usable. That's crazy, the idea that they could guide what the cells turn into. That right? seems insane This is me. super sci-fi shit. Yeah, that's that's Star Trek-y. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's hard to grasp how, they're, how they do it. Yeah. Um, but it's really interesting, and I'm glad that you wanted me to talk about that 
because it's just cool. Yeah, I wonder if they're, I mean, I wonder what the latest is, because like like you said, that's from like August of last yeah. year. And I, I only saw it once. I never saw anything from it again. I wonder what they're doing with it now. There did seem to be multiple articles on it. Yeah. So it does seem like still fairly talked about. I'm sure they're still doing research. Yeah. And trying to like come up with, you know, good applications for it. Um, I mean, all these things that promote faster healing. Yeah. There's a billion applications for that. Yeah. And there's a lot of people with a need for that. Right. Anytime you're injured, the last thing you want to do is lay up the time you have to to let it heal. Right. And I mean, just uh, just imagine you get a severe cut or some severe injury. Yeah. And you go to the doctor, they put a device on your skin, hit mm-hmm. a little button. They didn't say if it's painful or not. Right. Could be slightly because yeah. there's a little electrical pulse. Sure. But you you feel a little pinch or a little zap. Yeah. And then you heal like twice as fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's it's cool. Like a, it's like a Wolverine chip. Yeah. That's sweet. I want that Wolverine chip. Mm-hmm. I don't want chips. <laughs> I want chips. I'm so goddamn Oh, I'm sorry. I mentioned <laughs> chips. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I thought that was cool, and I want to keep an eye on that. Me too. Do they, I, they, I don't think it mentioned a name, the article I read. Like, they don't have a name for no, it. No, exactly it, it sounded like it was still very much in research. The only name was nano tran- tissue nanotransfection. That sounds really cool. The name of the process. I don't. It, it sounds made up. <laughs> right, because it was by right. these people who made it up, these and it works. Ohio geniuses. <laughs> right. I bet, <gasps> I bet they walk all over that lab saying, Ope. <laughs> <laughs> Ope, I hope Whoop. not. That sounds like they're dropping stuff everywhere. <laughs> I hope they don't say Ope at all. <laughs> uh, but they're from Ohio, so they just like, they're open all over the place. Yeah. Well, now I'm sitting here thinking, God, I got to figure out where I'm going to come up with $2,800 for a robotic <laughs> dick milking machine. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe some generous benefactor will hear this. <laughs> Donate to your cause. Like the Miss Havisham of my weird robot sex fantasy. Yeah, I'm thinking, um, what's the guy's name who sponsors the dude cast? <laughs> um, oh, Roger Sick Bastard. Uh, he's sure to help you. R- Roger Sick Bastard would be very interested. He'll come to your aid. <laughs> oh, he already has like 10 of these things. Yeah, Sick Bastard Industries is manufacturing these things. Right. <laughs> But his come with, like, little wigs on them. Yeah, right. <laughs> little weird robot faces. <laughs> interchangeable mustache and, and, and lips and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head of fucking of robots. robots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so weird. Yeah. That's, like, the weirdest, one of the weirdest things I've heard in a while. I love it. I mean, you know. What's I'm, weirder is that, like, instead of a screen, it actually is just a potato. <laughs> Because it's Roger Sick Bastard. Oh, Mr. He's into Potato that. Head. Oh, Mr. Potato Head, you're the best. It's so weird. <laughs> that is weird. Uh, I love this topic. I love the I love the stuff you found. That is so cool to me. The the pill, the the scope pill that is insane. One is cool. That one is cool. I think particularly for me, because I know people that yeah, that had, could help. Yeah. That you know. Yeah. So but all this stuff. All this stuff is really, really cool. God, the the future is today. Right? The future has arrived, and it's a potato. 
It's a potato a stuck to a hollow metal pole <laughs> with a, like a, oh, what's it called? Like the the thing, the, the thing. sex toy for men. The, 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 it's a flashlight <laughs> <laughs> that vibrates. <laughs> There's a, I'm sure there's a really low We can make this for $500 tops. <laughs> Don't go to China. Come to us. It would be a real shitty looking budget weird sex machine, but I get it. Yeah, people have fucked worse. <laughs> uh, so, God, what a weird way to end this episode. But, Let's uh, just call this one People Have Fucked Worse. <laughs> I, was, I wrote down four football fields of skin. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, that might be all right, too. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, so anyway, the, gosh, thanks or for listening. Or we have glut of semen. <laughs> a, gl- a glut of semen. There's a lot of choice phrases. There are some there. gems in this one. <laughs> yeah, we'll have fun uh, uh, ruminating on those. Um, in the meanwhile, thank you for listening to another episode of Goose Chase. Goose Chase. Ah, yeah, I knew I had to wait. I know you always follow it up. Yep. Goose Chase. Goose Chase. Ah, I love it. Uh, we will see you in another week with another episode. Thank you for listening. Thankies. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at GooseChasePod, and our website is www.GooseChasePodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at GooseChasePodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 